So remember how I was supposed to get uh, my four fillings done and I got two done in the first appointment and then I scheduled another one for like June and I was really pissed yes. about it. They called me yep. uh, like Tuesday morning saying they had an opening that afternoon. <gasps> I know. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I'm getting them done now, you know, uh-huh. completely unplanned. So I had to shorten my work day and had to race home uh, to get to the appointment by 2 p.m. And I was like, I don't know, a good hour from home yet. And there was, I had to pee so freaking bad. There was one rest stop that I knew on the highway be- from between where I was and home. So I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's just enough time for me to pull off, go to the bathroom, get back and make it all in time. And so I start pulling off at this rest stop. And I see a school bus, and I see a big tour bus, like, um, not like a tour bus, but like a, like a Greyhound-style bus, like a big charter bus. Right. That's what I'm looking for, charter bus. And um, they, I, I'm pulling up slowly, and I see it's like some high school that's, fr- like, on the other side of the state, and I was like, oh boy. And I'm looking around, and there's like a hundred teens like jogging outside like they're like jogging up and down the sidewalks like they were clearly like going to a track thing or coming back from a track thing like some athletic event and they're all out there just running around the rest stop running around the bathrooms like all over the fucking place and i'm just starting driving i'm looking and i'm just like nope and i just got right back on the highway and went home Oh no! Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's worth straining your bladder to avoid yeah. a bunch of teens. It, it totally it. was. I was like, I mean, even if I do stop, I have to a avoid them as I walk into the bathrooms, and b just like fingers crossed, hope there's like toilet paper in there or whatever, because I'm sure they've already used it all. So yeah. <laughs> just... Oh yeah, and that's probably just like asking for COVID or germs, and just like. Damn, I can't believe that they're still letting, like, school sports happen in those big, like, congregations of young people. Like, that's just so fucking stupid. Well, where I am, it's it's much different also. Yeah, it's also allowed here, too, which oh, is yeah. stupid. Our, gov- our governor pretty much gave up after vaccines were a thing. I well, feel like everyone's given up since vaccines have been a thing. I was but... going to say, she's had a lot of pressure from <sighs> the dumbasses yeah. in the state, so. But anyways. Yeah, I know. Uh, but so the appointment, like I get there and it's a different dentist this time because, you know, it's just whatever open slot they had. And so, Mm. um, she's like, do you have any questions before we get started? And I was like, no, but the last time that I was here, like it took a lot to numb me. So make sure you give me a lot. And she's like, well, that's good to know. (laughs) And I was like, great. You guys don't communicate. (laughs) Like nobody wrote that on my chart. So cool, cool, cool. And so she, I had one cavity like up on the top side and then one cavity down in the front. And so mm-hmm. she started numbing up here and she was giving me extra and she was like going like up by my, up by my cheek <sighs> up here. And, Ouch. and I know she's asking me if I can feel anything i'm like no it's all good and then she she's injecting and all of a sudden like i felt this burning pain like under my eye 
And Ooh. I know. And Ooh. I, so, Ooh. so I was like, mm, like, you know, like I made a noise because this big old needles in my mouth. And she's like, oh, do yeah. it, did you feel pain like over here, over here, over here? Like she's asking like down like around my jaw or whatever. And I was like, no, up mm. here. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. And I'm like, um, cool, yeah, that's exactly, Reassuring. exactly what I want to hear by the dentist while I'm in the chair with a giant needle hanging out of my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's never happened before. That's not supposed to happen. And now all oh of a sudden, I know. And now all of a sudden I'm like on the verge of a panic attack in the chair. Like I'm getting yeah. nauseous and I'm trying like to hold myself together. Like I'm getting pale yeah. and I'm sweating and like my arms are going oh, numb. No. Like I'm going full oh, on. Like I'm like, I can't have this happen right now. It's like, I just need to get through this fucking yeah. appointment. But yeah. After all that went, oh went past, they, like, kind of let me chill for a minute, and, like, they did the other shots, and then it was, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, had to come down, but, like, oh. holy fucking shit, and she's just like, yeah, that's just unusual, it's never happened before, and I'm like, yeah, but maybe you don't tell that to me while I'm laying in the chair and you have a giant needle in my mouth, like, maybe you just don't say that and put me into a spiral, but, like, hey, whatever. So, I got two cavities filled Oh my god, and another just fun time at the, the dentist. dentist. Oh yeah. man, that made me go into a little panic attack just describing that. Oh god, I hate that. That sounds so, like, oh, cringy. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking oh. terrible. And they called me the next day to make sure I was, like, good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like, we need to check on this one. Yeah. Make she sure seemed like a hot mess. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, at least you got it over with and you don't have to hopefully go back <laughs> anytime soon. No, I'm due for my next appointment, though, in June. So they'll probably find more cavities. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the last thing you need. So, yeah. That's my life. The one exciting thing that happened to me was I finally got a call from somewhere that wants to hire me that I want to work for. Like a call for an interview or call for a job offer or how far are we? Job job offer. So where is it? Yeah, with the state of Michigan. Nice. In Lansing. Oh, so you don't (laughs) have to go anywhere. I was like, nice, convenient as fuck. I, um, yeah, it's for doing, it's like, what was really weird was, so the day that I defended my thesis, I'm not sure if I told you this mm-hmm. or not, but yeah, like. Yeah, you got an interview uh, request. Yeah. yeah. For the exact, like, thing I defended on my thesis mm-hmm. on, that is the job I was offered. And so oh, nice. I was like, fuck yeah, finally. So I'm super, I'm super stoked. I haven't officially accepted it, and I have to, like, you know, it's just, like, a conditional offer. I still have to take Mm -hmm. a drug test and do all that before they make the official offer. But I'm like, fuck yeah, I am so sick of interviewing. Like, I've probably done at least, like, 15 interviews, and so I am so over that shit. So I'm very happy to be moving on with my life and getting a fucking job. (laughs) Woo! Yee! Yeah, yeah, that's my big news. (laughs) That's some pretty big fucking news. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Would you want to just go into it? Just get it over with? Rip the bandaid off? Let's just just fucking do it. Let's let's talk about us. 
Oh, and God. <laughs> not, no, I meant let's introduce us. Yeah. Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So I'm Jesse. And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. We're rolling. Oh, man. And this week we're talking about Guarding Tests, released in 1994. And pretty much what this movie is about is Nick Cage plays this, like, special... Secret servant. Secret service. Yeah, he's... That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. He is. He's pretty much a servant to this lady. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's secret service agent. Special secret agent in charge, Douglas Chesnick. And he is kind of just like this guard for a former, a former U.S. Um, first lady. Mm-hmm. And um, he is kind of just fed up with the way that he's being treated by her because he's feeling more like he's, you know, like doing chores and like busy work for her rather than being able to do his job in, you know, doing something cool like in um, within his agency. And so, you know, he tries to leave, but she has this kind of like fixation on him where she feels like, you know, she doesn't want anyone else. And so she kind of makes him, forces him to stay with her. And then throughout the movie, they kind of build a more... Um, I guess mutual relationship where they grow fonder of each other and not in a romantic just... and sexual way, but just like, no. <laughs> you know, like good friends. friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't in a sexual way because she's got to be at least like 80 or something. Like. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was very PG 13. It just was described as a comedy, but I don't think. I don't think I laughed once in this movie. It was not funny. <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, I know where they were trying to be funny. Like, I saw the yes. comedy in it, but, like, yes. yeah, definitely, like, wasn't super funny. I did enjoy um, Nick when he got to have his freakout moment, like, towards the end when they're trying yes. to, to find Tess. Yes, that um, was good. Yeah, because... Being a PG-13 movie, I think there's, like, some rule where you can only drop, like, the F-bomb yeah. once in the movie. Yeah. And he gets to do it at that yeah. point. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, his his character is very just, like, um, you know, a rule follower trying to um, be stern and non-emotional. And so it was just kind of a very just, like brick wall that he was playing so until you know he got to spice it up in the end when he really Mm -hmm. got pushed over the limit but (sighs) yeah yes ma'am i don't really know like i don't this movie is kind of boring there's not very much that happens in it really no i didn't really take any notes because really what i mean it was the same shit happening over and over that like you know she would do something to trigger nick and then um he would get mad she'd reel him back in like Mm -hmm. just little plots like that throughout the movie and yeah and every time that nick would try to stand his ground and say and try to give her rules to follow she would turn around and call the president and complain to him about something and then the president would call nick and chew his ass out and nick would have to turn around and backtrack and try to win her favor again or whatever yeah because i guess the the president was kind of like almost like in debt to the first lady because the 
the pres the current president in this movie served as the former vice president to this lady's husband, and mm -hmm. so they kind of had that connection that made him feel like he was kind of like you know had to do what she wanted him to mm -hmm. do, and so yeah, yeah, and the president referred to her as a national treasure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. And she wanted Nick to take care of her, so... What, yeah, and I, at first I was a little bit confused why she was kind of fixated on, like, she didn't want anyone else but Nick, because, I mean, Nick would, like, he would do what she asked him to do, but, I mean, he would kind of make a stink about it, and he would, <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. just be, like, a stubborn ass, and, but, and, like, you know, and when he tried to leave, like, she would um, get back to it, like, make him come back, and then it was kind of, like, why is, why does she, like, like him so much, or why does she want him to stay, and Nick was convinced was because, you know, she didn't, want someone new and that she knew that Nick was someone that would like do what he was told essentially but then I think later in the movie we kind of find out that like she sees this um I, I don't know this kinder side to Nick where he kind of had an emotional bond to um you know their whole family mm -hmm. and um like she was like rewatching clips of um the you know olden days when her pres when her um, husband was alive mm -hmm. and there was a, a clip of Nick crying at uh, the guy's <laughs> funeral and she's like man I just I just love Nick for crying at my yeah. husband's funeral like she just kept playing what, it on loop <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was stupid it was a st of course he's crying at a funeral it's a fucking funeral like he's not special like oh I didn't get why she was so attached to him yeah but. i it really didn't make a lot of sense as to why she really singled him out like that there i mean there really wasn't anything special about him just besides the fact <laughs> that that he knew her husband and was probably semi close to her husband or whatever right but uh yeah she uh early very early on in the movie um kind of plays this like two truths and a lie with nick uh to, to see kind of how he reacts because she's really trying to push his buttons and one of the things that mm -hmm. she says is um, that she has an inoperable brain tumor and he has no reaction to it and then she lists two other things after that and one of them is I don't know something about the secret service I think and the last one is that she wants to go to the opera um, which is what she ends up doing because uh, that's what she wanted to do but uh, I kind of think that, I mean, it's never really <laughs> resolved, which we can talk about later, but, like, the brain tumor thing, obviously, it ends up being true, which you find out when she goes to the doctor and you see her scan, um, and then it's never talked about there, it's just we see it, and then later, um, when she's missing, it's brought up that the medication she was taking was for this brain tumor that she had, and Nick is just like, oh, but... Do you think that would account for some of, like, the erratic and irrational behavior that she has, like, throughout the movie? I like, guess. I mean, it would be one reason to explain it. Another reason would be that she's just, like, 
at that point where she's old enough where she just doesn't give a well, fuck. And that's like, what does she have to give a is, fuck for? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like she also knows she's going to die, so she knows she can get yeah, away with whatever. So, so, I mean... Exactly. It could be a combination of both, but I think yes. if you have a tumor the size of a fucking golf ball in your head... It was, it was huge! <laughs> it was huge in the little cat scans or whatever, yeah. the images that we got to see. It was literally taking up, like, a quarter of her brain. <laughs> it's like, damn, and you're still, like, walking around functional yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly like that's gotta do something to you yeah for real yeah that was a whole thing but yeah with the opera so uh, i guess another moment where we get to see that nick cares about her is like <laughs> she's like obviously this this little old lady and she's like they're at the opera and i'm guessing she it's you know later at night and she's she kind of, like, falls asleep in her chair, and then Nick notices that people are, like, looking at her, and so he's trying to, like, grab her chair to, like, get her, like, behind the curtain, but I think he just, like, makes it more into a scene, and, you know, it causes more people to look. She uh-huh. knocks off her, her headband that had her little, her little extra hair, hair on it. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone starts staring, and she's so embarrassed, and she's like, I can't believe you did that to me, but, like... As the viewer, we know, like, he was doing that to try to protect her. and But then, um, you know, she finds out afterwards that everybody loves her and that she was very welcomed for where she was. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that was good. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. so well, dumb. <laughs> yeah, she's embarrassed, I think, about the aging. Like, I think she's embarrassed yeah. of aging, which I find interesting because she's hella old in the movie. I mean... Like, yeah. I, you know you're old, like, uh, and everybody else yeah. knows you're old, but I th- also think that she hadn't really left the house much before um, going to the opera and going golfing mm-hmm. and, like, doing all the crazy shit she'd been doing. But I think that was just a line that was said. I don't know if we had proof of it or not. Yeah. Yeah, because how long ago did her husband die? Do we know? Did it say? I like... don't remember. I don't, I feel like it never said because it was kind of like, we never really got to see that side until she started like replaying old clips. But mm-hmm. I mean, we knew that Nick was part of their team. So it, maybe it was relatively recently. I don't know. And that's why she started going out again because she was getting over it. Who the fuck knows? It's not personal. Um. So I guess one big thing that uh happens in the movie is, so she's kind of sick and tired of all of these Secret Service agents having to be around her 24-7 and, you know, she just kind of wants a moment to herself. And so they're at, like, the gas station and um, she, like, asks one of the Secret Service guys to, like, go in there and, like, get her a candy bar and the other guys are, like, filling up the gas in the other car and then she tells her driver, once it's just her driver and herself in the car, to, like, book it and Mm -hmm. so that she can, you know, just have that time to herself and then you know Nick gets all pissed off because that happens and um I guess they have to like notify the local police and the police make fun of him because they're they're like you can't keep track of this old lady like Mm -hmm. come on and um then they come back within like an hour or so and it's Mm -hmm. like not a big deal and she's just explaining herself and like why she did that and then Nick's just like breaks down and he's like I just can't do this anymore like I'm leaving and then they get into this whole thing and um he pretty much ends up telling her that she doesn't need to have secret mm-hmm. service protect her 
And then uh, she's like, all right, fuck you then. And, you know, she calls her secret service off. And then, you know, the president ends up fucking calling Nikki and saying, like, hey, mm-hmm. you, she can't not have secret service. Like, get your ass back in there. And it was just that again. Yeah. So Nick has to go try to make good with her again. Yeah. He tries to stake, he stakes out, like, outside of her house. And they wait, they have, like, her house surrounded and they wait for them to, wait for her to leave. And that's when they follow her to the hospital, but they don't know what's going on in the hospital. And um, then later that night, uh, when Nick is staking out her her place, he's like pouring coffee or whatever, some hot beverage (laughs) in his car. And and she knocks on his window, scares the shit out of him, and he spills it all over himself. And they get into a little argument um, because he's mad that, you know, she spilled all his shit on him and he she's all mad because he's sitting out there but then also she came out there for a reason and she invited him in for coffee and they go in and instead of having coffee they have drinks which uh gets them to start you know opening up to each other and kind of getting to know each other and she convinces him to take her to a bar and they leave and go to a bar and further bond. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're BFFs, basically. Like, that was it. Yeah. That's all it took. Exactly. <laughs> yep, they just needed to have some alcohol together. And then now they're they're good friends. Yep. You got a better idea? Yeah, and then there's this whole scene where the president says that he's coming to visit the first lady because they're having some like opening of some oh historic building or something yeah they restored some old building to make um like a presidential library for her late husband so mm-hmm. he was supposed to come for like the opening of it uh but yeah he yeah um, he yeah. he ditches but that yeah. that's where we see the, the comedy in the movie where, you know, she's going grocery shopping to kind of prepare for this whole event. And mm-hmm. then they're using the Secret Service walkie-talkies to get the price check on peas. And I'm like, oh, this you is don't... so bad. It was so dumb because I'm like, I, she doesn't, she shouldn't have to care about how much peas cost. Like, exactly. That's she what has I so thought much too. fucking like, money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was so dumb, and um, yeah, she gets super excited about it, even though she yeah. she kind of plays it off like she's not really excited about it, and she even goes so far as to like dye her hair like a temporary color, yeah. and and she really goes all out for this thing, I know. and then she gets a fax later saying that the president's not coming and yeah she gets and then you feel bummed. bad for her yeah <laughs> yeah and then the next day she's like i would like to go for a picnic outside even though it's like 30 degrees out mm-hmm. nick's like okay and so then they end up going to a picnic and she like mad passes out in that chair like nick is trying he to like her wake pulse. her up yeah, I was like, is she dead? Like, why isn't she waking up to this aggressive shaking? And Nick's like, oh, I guess she's asleep. And so he picks her up and uh, puts her in the car. And then he goes to, like, kind of clean up the picnic. And then um, the car is booked again. And so, you know, he's thinking it's, like, her, you know, wanting to go out on mm-hmm. one of these 
joy rides, but then later we find out this was not something that she wanted to do and that she was actually being kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, they so after she was gone for I think three or three and a half hours, they had to call Washington and Washington mm-hmm. sent in more agents to help find her. And he had to also notify the local police again who you know, he's like, it's just formality, whatever. And so the guys come in and they have a full on like search party going and they end up finding the car uh, with the driver in it. And the driver's name is Earl. And Earl's like knocked the fuck out and he has um, like these little burns on the back of his neck. They're like small crescent shaped burns. And there was like an empty plastic syringe on the the floor of the car and there was no test to be found anywhere oh and there was also in the glove compartment like a piece of paper that was demanding 15 million dollars i guess mm-hmm. and so they now believe that um she's been kidnapped or that she's gone yes and then nick starts to pretty much put the the pieces together that um it was like a cigarette lighter that um, was burned and that, you know, that um, Mrs. Carlisle took it from the back seat and burned the driver. And so then he kind of puts it together that Earl was the one that was doing the kidnapper, um, was doing the kidnapping. And so that's when he goes, gets to turn up the notch for his little, <laughs> his little scene on trying to put pressure on Earl to tell the truth. And Earl's basically like in his... Like, hospital bed, like, not admitting to what he's doing. And then Nick's, like, trying to force the truth out of him. He pulls his gun out mm-hmm. on Earl. And eventually he ends up, like, shooting Earl's toe off like, yep. in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get this guy to talk. And in front of one of the, like, higher-ups in the Special Forces from Washington, nonetheless. So, like, Nick is just at the level where he does not give zero fucks. Mm-mm. And so... Um, I guess that's the point where we get to see him go all out. You understand me? They have to fucking kill her. We don't have time to meet his lawyer, right, Earl? Oh, God, help me. Yeah, he he's like screaming. He's got a tear going down his cheek. He is super emotional <laughs> in this moment, you know, freaking out, asking where she is. And um, he, after getting his toe shot off, Earl caves and uh, <laughs> tells him that... She is being held by uh, his sister and her husband in an old abandoned farmhouse. So they go and find the farmhouse. Like, I don't know. They just, like, scene changes and they're at the farmhouse, like, throwing grenades in and, like, um, (laughs) arresting these two people who we assume are the sister and her husband. And they go looking all over for Tess and they can't find her. They go down to like the dirt basement where apparently they had buried her alive yeah Uh, i was like that is a very extreme like captivity situation for a pg-13 movie yeah (laughs) that just felt very intense (laughs) it was it was a very big tone change because it was a very light-hearted movie yeah 99 percent of it until you got to this (laughs) point and yeah 
And, then, and so they start digging her out, and Nick insists that he has to be, he he wants to be digging, God. you know, he's got to <laughs> yeah. be there. So they let him dig, and they get all the way down, and she's alive, and you know, they free her, and get her to the hospital, or they get her out, and get her on the helicopter, and Nick and his boys want to get on the helicopter to fly out with them, but they're denied, and... Uh, helicopter's about to take off, and Nick's like, that's cool, that's cool, we'll just drive, we'll meet him at the hospital. But then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, um, somebody from the helicopter is yelling Nick's name, and uh, I guess she wasn't going to ride without her secret service, so they kicked some of the dudes off the <laughs> copter, and Nick and his boys got on, and they all went to the hospital, and uh, she was totally fine after being buried for 30 hours. Yeah, <laughs> like an 80-year-old woman. Like, yeah. how the fuck did she manage to be totally fine after that one? Like, whew. Yeah. But, uh, I yeah. saw on IMDb, because I was trying to look for anything, that I don't normally yeah. go into, like, the goofs section of the yes the uh, thing, but, like, I did this time just for material. And mm-hmm. um, one of the factual errors that was listed says, oh, the only factual error that's listed, says, when rescuing Mrs. Carlyle from being buried, the breathing tube her kidnappers installed would have been far too long. She would have suffocated due to what's known as the dead air effect. So a snorkel can oh. only be a maximum of 16 inches before rebreathing more CO2 than fresh air becomes an issue. So her breathing pipe is, like, well over three feet. So Yeah. <laughs> ah, she would have been, she, she would have been ripping. <laughs> Yeah, she would have been uh, very dead. But, um, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting fact. Yeah, just, you know, I guess, well, assuming that's a true fact, I didn't double check it. I just read it off of the internet. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, they go to leave the hospital and they're trying to get her to sit in the wheelchair, but she doesn't want to sit in the wheelchair to leave the hospital. (sighs) It's hospital policy. So,. She's arguing with the doctor, and Nick is just like, Tess, get in the goddamn chair or whatever. And she fucking does it. They walk out. Yeah. I've always wondered if it's actual policy to leave in a leave in a wheelchair. I think it's for, you know, like, I'm thinking insurance, po- like, claims and things like that. So it's not the responsibility mm-hmm. of the hospital if you fall in the parking lot. But if you fall uh. in the doorway <laughs> on the way out to the parking lot, that's their problem. You know nice. what I mean? So if they can yeah. push you out the door, once you're out of the yeah. hospital, it's then not their like, problem. bye. Yep. Yeah. So I think oh that's God, it. That's funny. Okay, that makes sense. Did you enjoy yourself today? Yeah, so this movie was very, like... I don't know, very lighthearted, very, like, felt like it was supposed to be, like, Mm kid-friendly, very uninteresting, very, like, any guy could have played this role, didn't have to be Nick. Um, Yeah. Just bland. Another bland one. I was gonna say, did you see that a lot of the reviews basically said it's just, like, a low-rent driving Miss Daisy or whatever? Like, it's just another rip of another (laughs) trope that other people have done. Why does Nick... (laughs) <laughs> Why does Nick keep taking these roles that are like the off-brand of the real thing? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was like, huh, he really does these, like, the low-rent versions of all the big hits. Yeah. yeah, for real though. But, I mean, 
Sometimes it suits him and sometimes it doesn't. That's true. This role, I don't know, felt like it was beneath him. Felt like he didn't mean to. But I wonder when we're going to (laughs) start, when we're going to start seeing him take roles that, like, um, you know, he's just doing for money. But I feel like that was. I was about to say, I think this was one of those movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's got to pay off some of his um, weird, extravagant purchases by this time in his life. So. I'm sure that's this was one of them, but yeah, it was just boring. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I don't even think that it could have been done better. I don't even know what could have been done better. I didn't like the topic. I didn't like anything about it. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, the biggest. I mean, yeah, my biggest problem is the the clashing of the lighthearted comedy and then the buried alive it's just <laughs> the buried too... alive was just so intense like it was just very like zero to a hundred and yeah. it just felt like yeah you gotta ma- make sure you're matching your energies like throughout the mm-hmm. movie and then that was just like a complete like 180 and so yeah, yeah they should have chosen like something that was a little bit more suiting but buried yeah. alive like even whoa <laughs> If she was, like, just even tied up and gagged in the house somewhere. Yeah. Would have been exactly. enough. Like, <laughs> Buried Alive is just a it, little over the top for, for I know. But, yeah. Wow. I mean, for this. Being buried alive would be, like, definitely one of the worst ways to die. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That would be so, like... I don't even know, because then you, you can't even, like, really control... Like, how long it's going to take you to die. You just have to, like, sit there and wait and just, like, well, one of these days, one of these uh, hours I'm going to run out of um, enough oxygen and just suffocate. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just so crazy. That, that just seems way worse than drowning because at least drowning, you know, it's going to happen within a matter of minutes. But, you know, buried alive takes a little bit longer. <laughs> They'd both be super painful. But, yeah, one would definitely be faster yeah. than the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not claustrophobic or anything. I mean, I'm literally recording in a very small space, <laughs> so like I'm good on that. I actually, I I fear open spaces more than I do small spaces. Like when we were out camping at that time, when you you lured me into a horrible camping situation, um, the cap. Oh the cabin. no! <laughs> and, but I mean, like when we were trying to get away from that situation yeah. and we were out walking um we were out walking in like total darkness in the woods oh and we were just sp- spooking ourselves out too much, like, too much. <laughs> yeah but i feel but. like that was a combination of it being dark in an unfamiliar place and also we just went to a cemetery <laughs> the day before and we were like <laughs> just going to yeah, True. but I mean that op- that open space is definitely better than that closed cabin with that motherfucker snoring <laughs> relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I mean, like open spaces too, like uh, out in the Panhandle out here, those rolling hills. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it gets wicked creepy. You mm-hmm. wouldn't think it was, but like anything can be behind the hills and you can't see it. Yeah. And so it's actually kind of really creepy out there. But... uh, Ooh, I believe it. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, coyotes and other noisy animals. 
Yeah, yeah. kind of just reminds me of, um, uh, what's that movie? The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> like, kind of just like <laughs> mutants in Nebraska hiding behind these hills. No, I bet they're waiting. out there. I hear there's some, there's Nebraska cryptids. I hear there are. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I believe any, it. Obviously, but I believe yeah. it too. This is the worst moment of my life. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, you want to rank it? Let's rank it. Um, Let's rank it. Hey, maybe we're going to be right at the bottom of the barrel again. <laughs> are we going to be revisiting Ooh. Deadfall? Hell yeah. All right, so what are our bottom five right now? Our bottom five from the bottom up. We have Industrial Symphony, uh, Boy in Blue, Best of Times, Rumblefish, and Deadfall. Okay, is this above Deadfall? <sighs> yeah, I think it's better acted. Just generally, yeah. the acting is mm-hmm. much better than Deadfall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and the, it, it's more like fluent in the story, and it obviously makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I would agree. But I'm, is it better because time to time kill to is kill. above time to kill is above deadfall, correct? Yeah. So would you put it above that? I might. Whoa. <laughs> time to kill <laughs> though, above... like really wasn't. I don't. Know. I still feel like it was an interesting story, even though it wasn't like it was a hard story to watch, and that nah. it was very like it's morally wrong but it's still it's not so much that that bothers me i just didn't think it was that great of a movie <laughs> yeah but th- i felt like this was harder to watch than well it, it was just more boring and less like yeah just more boring than time to kill but i mean i guess the acting was probably a little bit better well there was more there were more other people, I guess, because in Time to Kill we follow mostly Nick, and what yeah. he's doing. Um, there's just a lot of other things happening in this one. Uh, mm, that's debatable. We had like 15 minutes <laughs> to summarize this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I if we're gonna, I wouldn't put it. If it's either above Time to Kill or below Time to Kill, I think I you're think right. Should go any higher. I I think you're right on that um mm-hmm. the problem is is now does it go above or below time to kill yeah i don't i think it really doesn't matter at the end of the day <laughs> i think you're right but it's gotta go somewhere <laughs> all right let's just put it above time to kill who gives a fuck <laughs> let's be risque and all right and then what makes above um this movie now uh red rock west okay that's good what was the name of this movie? Go oh, Guarding Tests. I almost completely forgot. <laughs> this movie is just so completely forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Man, I just hope our next movie is a little bit more spicy because we've been working with some hardballs lately. <laughs> yeah. So, um, our next one is It Could Happen to You. Which also came out in 1994. Oh boy. It's PG. Motherfucker. Mother. I didn't choose this. (laughs) You're acting like I made this decision. Erin, why do you do this? (laughs) Uh, 
this one is a comedy drama romance. Um, oh. A police officer promises to share his lottery ticket with a waitress in lieu of a tip. That's our description. Huh. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. That was the one sentence that was there. Uh, Nick Cage plays Charlie Lang, and there's let's see, Bridget Fonda, Rosie Perez, Stanley Tucci. Is in this not a whole somebody named Red Buttons is in this? <laughs> Love the name. Do you think it's a stage name? No. But I think it's his <laughs> name. <laughs> Oof. Oh no, Red it is. His, okay, so his no his real name is Aaron Chwat. <laughs> <laughs> I see why he changed his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh, but the good news is we're getting closer to more, I guess, like popular well-known movies. movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I know. a relief. What's down the pipe? I haven't looked. What's coming Next up? is Trapped in Paradise, Kiss of Death, and then Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, and the then, one that we didn't finish. Yeah, exactly. A couple <laughs> more. Then there's Face Off, and then... Like Snake Eyes and Gone in I 60 like Seconds. Air. So we're getting that one's fun. Yeah, I've never even seen that one. Con I Air... skipped over it. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. But um, good. Or at least I remember liking it. We'll see. Yeah. So we just have a couple more. Like <laughs> it could happen to you to get through, and then we're gonna get into some more big names. So everyone's just gotta hold their horses, including us. <laughs> Well, I'm sure most people are skipping around if they're even listening at all. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's been fun. Well, don't let your guard down. We'll be back on our bullshit next week. <laughs> this is just stupid, okay?